When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Rock Emery Acts. Uh, this time following a Missouri victory, 78-70 over Loyola, Maryland on Saturday morning. Completing a three-game homestand, uh, ended up 2-1 and one out of the homestand, not at all what anybody would have expected uh, coming into this, but, and especially with South Carolina State on Wednesday, you know, facing that 16-point mm-hmm. first half deficit. Today, a lot better start to the game, jumped out. It was, I believe it was 31-9, 31-9 was the worst it got out to 22 points. But uh, Loyola did, I mean, fought hard, really. you know, got to give them credit for kind of how they managed to get their way back into this game. They, they, Mizzou held them at arm's reach kind of throughout. You saw the veterans mm-hmm. step up. Anthony Robinson, another great game that we'll touch on a little bit. But just to start, A, Gates really wanted this team to come out of the gates. He was disappointed with how they came out against South Carolina State following the JSU loss. Thought they should have been more fired up and motivated. Seemed like today they certainly were. Um, I look at a lot of the perimeter defense for me, at least, was really mm-hmm. what seemed to spark them. I think Nick Honor, Anthony Robinson, even Noah Carter out there, just a very intense ball pressure. Um, I think Loyola's ball handlers really struggled. Not that they weren't definitely not the strong point of that team was their point guard play, and I think that really exposed them today uh, with how, I mean, Anthony Robinson led the way with five steals, team mm-hmm. recorded 14 as a whole. And they turned that into a lot of live, you know, those live ball turnover points that, that Gates loves so much. They had 28 points off turnovers today. Um, so that was kind of what, what sparked the team. So, yeah, just your thoughts on how the team was able to, to start out better in this game following that SC State performance and how kind of that defense led to it. I wonder how much he got in their tails following that um, South Carolina State game because that, that was not a fun press conference after Mizzou defeated South Carolina State on Wednesday. Gate was... Not pleased with the way his team performed. South Carolina State led at halftime in that game. So, but Gates' team came out the gates. There's a kind of a joke. They came out the gates today, 31 to nine. Yeah, the defensive. I'm not giving you a pity line. <laughs> the defensive presence there was outstanding. Um, you know, it just looked like they were putting um, so much pressure on Loyola, Maryland, and it led to them racing out to a 31 to nine lead. Um, like you said, the, the guard play. East, Honor, and Robinson, they were just all over the place. I, don't, I forgot how many steals they combined for, but they, they were forcing a lot of turnovers um, through those first, what, eight, eight, whatever, ten minutes in the first half. Yeah. It led to some open shots. Carter was knocking down some three-pointers, and it's really the start that you wanted to for this team. We've, I've been, we've been looking for a start. I know I have been looking for a start like that all season, especially against the level of talent they've played. It can seem like every team is just – been you know cl- kept the game close throughout the game but you're up 31 and 9 it felt like this game was over okay about to cruise to a victory but then the final 10 minutes happened and Loyola Maryland came storming back yeah I believe it was a it was a 14-0 scoring run they kind of got on towards mm-hmm. the towards the end of that half really brought them back into it they closed it to within single digits uh at halftime um you know and it seemed like here we go again this is gonna be another tight game the Mizzou really has to kind of grind out or they're going to lose mm-hmm. um so yeah, there was a mid-game slump there, and then Missouri rebounded the second half. They they were able to Loyola again, very 
a tough team. They fought hard in this game, uh, really, to every time Azul seemed to have an answer, pull away, they would always have something right back, a counter punch, if you will. Uh, but Mizzou kept them within roughly eight to ten points throughout much of the second yeah. half, kind of at arm's reach to where it was it was generally comfortable. They had to, they had to stay on a couple of, of rallies, but it's another case of like I mean, much like last season's team, this is a with a team that is so reliant on volume shooting and efficient shooting. Mm-hmm. And when you go cold, there's not cold. much they're going to be able to do to really to really win games. And so you've got to be able to either a limit those cold stretches or have enough consistent options where they can offset. You know, if a Nick on is having an off night mm-hmm. or a Shawnee's having an off, someone else can step up in their place. Last season, there were multiple guys that you know late in the year were able to step up when Kobe Brown wasn't uh, wasn't yeah, having yeah, his Drew usual Boston. day. Um, guys like that exactly yeah. and so you wonder who those guys are going to be this year anthony robinson's kind of sh- showed up uh, in that way somewhat but you're going to need mm-hmm. a little bit more yeah. from that so just kind of yeah your evaluation that late game slump but then kind of how they re- responded in the second half and were able to kind of hold them off i mean maybe a, a, a great sign of things after the jackson state loss was mm-hmm. kind of them not being able to put away a team it was kind of weird because it seemed like loyola got hot and then they just went ice cold again mm-hmm. It, it was kind of weird for both teams. It was a game of runs. Um, but, you know, the second half adjustments Gates was talking about, um, second chance points. Um, there was another factor I think he was talking about. Too. I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, I noticed really to snap that 17-0 run Loyola had, Caleb Grill, he's kind of that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of he had a three-pointer to snap that 17-0 run, hope Mizzou go up in the locker room. But um, just overall, it was, it was just kind of weird to me how they were going to run, they would get cold. And Mizzou would go on a run and get cold, but um, you know it's not always going to be that way when you get when you play a tougher team and they go on a run on you because you know the talent level was is going to be far lower. It's going to be far higher when you play some tougher teams coming up, especially up on Tuesday um, than it was tonight. So yeah, that's kind of the thoughts I have on that. And it's it came down to a lot of especially late in the game the the stars showing up I think it mm-hmm. was your three ca- your three team captains you know, your three captains and Anthony Robinson kind of as as that quartet right now that have been the most consistent I would I'll go ahead and call I think Noah Carter at least wire to wire throughout every game has been the most consistent player in the fact that he's been consistently scoring he mm-hmm. hasn't had any major cold stretches he's been playing significant minutes he's been on the glass he's just he's been reliable in every facet not necessarily standing out per se but he's you know what you're getting from him night in, night out. Nick Honor, you know, you've had some instances where he's not shooting enough mm-hmm. or, you know, he said post-game the coaching staff had told him that he wasn't being aggressive enough on defense. Which was present uh, today, so they definitely got in his tail. Exactly. He, he said after the game that that was definitely something he focused in on coming into this game. But he's been a guy that's really only had kind of these big spurts. You know, you look at the mm-hmm. second half against Minnesota, obviously, but you look at some other second, second half instances. Half um, Sean East, I, w- I would argue, has also been consistent in that regard, but he's even had a couple of mm-hmm. games where he scored single digits and yeah. had a very quiet night. Um, he ended up with, he had 17. 17, he was, okay. Yeah, he was second to Carter. Carter led the yeah. way with 18. He was tonight. their offense over the final 10 minutes, Sean East was. And he, he also did it quietly, too. And he also led with four assists as well, which mm-hmm. was another big deal for him. But, yeah, I mean, I saw, at least for me, in my perspective, those four players, because, I mean, outside of those four, you look at the rotation. Gates said the rotation is still figuring itself out. Yeah. You've got... Jesus playing less minutes than he was. Tanjay playing less minutes. Vanover is really playing less than Butler and Pierce at this point. Um, and you kind of go down that list. Caleb Grill seemed to be, Grill and Bates have seemed to be the mainstay rotational mm-hmm. wing guys that are getting pretty consistent minutes. Bates went uh, got into some foul trouble today. That kind of prevented him from really playing uh, some significant minutes. Kurt Lewis provided a spark today. He had but a three pointer, I think, didn't he? He did. Yeah, from yeah. the from the corner. I remember that. But it's. 
they're still really working out who's going to be past Anthony Robinson on the bench. You know, who are those guys you're going to be able to rely on seven, eight, nine mm-hmm. that are going to give you those quality 10 yeah. to 15 minutes a game. They don't have that yet. So you're looking at Noah most consistent. Sean East is, is your, he's, he's the guy you're looking to for a bucket yeah. when you need it at this point. Um, and Nick honors kind of, kind of your rock that you're relying on that can spark mm-hmm. the team on either end. But Anthony Robinson, I mean, led the team with five steals tonight. He was one of the biggest uh, proponents or, uh, kind of motivators on that on that perimeter defense that we were talking about. But also just offensively looks so comfortable in the yeah, open yeah. floor. He's so fluid and knows how to finish around the rim. He's got a great shot uh, as well. That's something that's mm-hmm. been really impressive to see so far. And he just seems so mature out there. I mean, he was he um, I forget who he came on the floor with earlier uh, today, but he was the first guy off the bench um, today. And it seems like that's going to be the case going forward. Gates even quoted saying post game. The only thing that I've seen that's consistent about this team so far is Anthony yeah, Robinson, Robinson being one of the first players off the bench and being, you know, giving us a significant effort when he does and really providing us with a lot. So uh, he called out Aiden Shaw for not doing enough today, Connor yeah, Vanover as well. Um, and it's just kind of, it's a lot of guys that you expect, Aiden Shaw you expected to take, you know, mm-hmm. a slight offensive step forward, but also just rebounding. I mean, he had, he's had some flashes. Yes, the blocks on mm-hmm. Wednesday were nice, but. Gates looked at it. two rebounds in 14 minutes, one rebound for seven, right minutes. seven minutes. Not not what you need out of them. So, yeah, your takeaway just the personnel on the rotation, mm. kind of where it stands right now. I've always I've been saying this for a while now. Anthony Robinson, he looks just like a confident guard out there. He doesn't look like a freshman, which is good. Like when he gets out on the court or just on the offense and defensive side, he just knows what he's doing. Um, he can attack the bucket. He go get shoot the three pointer, and he's what five steals a day. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Five steals and five rebounds. So I hope he stays all four years. And there was a point in the game where you had all three freshmen on the court with Butler. Mm-hmm. Butler's a good defender. I believe he had a three pointer as well. And then mm-hmm. Pierce actually got some minutes. So like we said, this coming down here, it's great seeing um, you have your freshmen in here contributing well. As far as the rest of the rotation, I don't. For me personally. I don't really know. I don't know if these guys are just kind of cold right now and just haven't gotten into their groove yet. The only other one that I would say that I'm really comfortable with is probably Caleb Grill. It seemed like he's played mm-hmm. great, mostly in that middle eight. He can give you a three-pointer when you need it. He get, he had a nice rebound um, in the game. I don't know if it led. It was actually a putback. It was in the first half. He had a putback mm-hmm. rebound, and he put nice. it back up. It was up. a little like it was opposite rim side. He kind of mm-hmm. had to scoop it underneath around the rim, kind of with his yeah. right hand on the left side. But very difficult. Yeah, he's old enough, and he's a um, savvy veteran. I'm still waiting. He's, I feel like he has a big game coming up. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it's against Kansas. Yeah. But it's about Robinson and him, and you can take Butler off the bench. So there's three guys right there that I can think of off the top of my heads. You know, like you said, Bates, uh, Carlisle, Martin, Shaw, and especially and Vanover also. It's just been real inconsistent. You don't get a really good night in and a night out good performances from them. And you're still waiting on that, which which we hope that it'll come alive here, especially over this five-game stretch that they're about to embark on. But, you know, you're really, what, about six, seven deep right yeah. now that you can confidently say that um, can come out and perform probably not even that but you know it's something that's got to improve um going forward which one of the things we talked about coming to this homestand was you know establishing that rotation that depth and also getting a lot of these you know, depth pieces some more confidence have a couple of successful offensive nights um and just really kind of have your 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 main threats emerge throughout this homestand i don't I don't think coming out of this, you 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 accomplished everything you want to. Mm-hmm. I think Gates will well, admit that. State, yeah. um, but it's while well, you also just didn't 
you still haven't found those depth pieces. I mean, before this, I think you knew Anthony Robinson was already emerging before this homestand mm-hmm. even. Um, you know, you would hope someone like Tamar Bates, John Tanjay, you know, Caleb Grill would really take take control. Yeah. So, uh, again, I think Grill gives high-energy minutes regardless. Even if he's not scoring, I think he is incredibly valuable on the floor for his rebounding mm-hmm. um, and just his athleticism. But you're going to need more from guys like that, especially when you go Tuesday, inaugural ACC-SEC Challenge um, at Pittsburgh. The zoo is going to be rocking for that game. Uh, Pitt, unless I'm mistaken, just went 0-2. Um, I think they beat Oregon. They, you're right. They beat Oregon State, lost to... No. Anyways, <laughs> all I know is that Pitt did not go undefeated no. uh, in the... in uh, I believe they played in Brooklyn uh, this past week uh, during Feast Week. Um, so the, the Panthers are also looking to pick up some quality non-conference wins to, to build up their tournament resume. They're a deep team, very experienced, brought a lot back from their, from their roster mm-hmm. last year that went on a little, a little mini run out of the first four into the, I believe the round of 32. Yeah, uh, they and then beat, when they they lost, beat Iowa State, lost to Xavier, I believe is. That's correct. Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. beat Iowa. I know they beat the mess out of Iowa State. Yeah. Something along those lines, but yeah, so it's going to be tough. It's a bigger team. They've got some depth in the front court. Um, some, some really solid wings that can get to the bucket and score. Mizzou is going to be t- another tough road environment uh, mm-hmm. up in the north. Uh, I won't say northeast. Minnesota's not northeast, but up in the north. Yeah, we'll go um, back up north. Good thing you're not playing outdoors up there. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it's it'll be interesting because, it I mean, it's going to be Jeff Cable's going to have his guys ready to play. They're, they're going to be a tough bunch. I think Mizzou's going to be really challenging the glass, especially. It's going to be a game where you really would hope that Vanover or Butler oh, or Pierce somebody. can give you some really big minutes down low and competing on the glass and being able because mm-hmm. you can't walk in there and get out rebounded by ten plus oh, and no. expect to win. Um, it's going to take a better shooting performance than than they've shown the past couple of games as well. And it's it's kind of a crossroads this season because this pit matchup starts a, a stretch uh, in December that's full. Row. You know, loaded. Yes, you get a lot of you get a full week off between a lot of these games, but they're big: Wichita State, Kansas, Illinois, Seton Hall, um, and then you close out with Central Arkansas. So there, there's your there's mm-hmm. your tune up before the SEC play. But it, it kind of all comes down to this: you, you, if you go winless in this stretch, or even if you only win one of these games, you're starting very very far behind the eight ball if you're looking at mm-hmm. making the NCAA tournament. So, what are you looking out for on Tuesday night uh, in the zoo? Ooh, what oh. Go in there and just fight. You know, go in there and fight. Don't get behind like you did in Minnesota or don't don't let Jackson State finish you off like don't let Pitt finish you off like Jackson State did. Kind of if you want to come out with put together that first half against Memphis and that second half to Minnesota and just combine the two. Um I don't, I wouldn't say any game isn't winnable for this team. I wouldn't say that, but you would like to go in there and to the Pete and come out feeling more confident with this team than probably what most of the fan base externally is feeling right now. Um, like you said, this stretch that they're about to go on, this five-game stretch is tough. And if you lose, what, two or more, I would say, then mm-hmm. you're going to be in deep trouble if you still have NCAA tournament aspirations. But just go in there and give a good, hard-fought battle. Like you said, protect protect the rim, play good defense, and you can possibly come out of the peak with a victory on Tuesday, which will be amazing for this team considering how the season has started so far. Yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing you look at is going into an environment like that. They, they were able to handle the barn fairly well, mm-hmm. but yes, I think closing games out has been something they've struggled with these past couple of years. Um, and I'll say this, I I look at this team, and you don't negate, especially it's not like comparing this team to last year's team, very different, very different personnel, and teams take different times to mesh. Um 
But I will say this. I think the floor of this team is lower than last year's, purely because oh, last yeah. year you had Kobe Brown, who could be a great equalizer. I think you had a little bit more overall team experience. Um, and I think you had a little bit better offensive production overall. Mm-hmm. But I still would argue that the ceiling of this team is just as high as last oh, year's yeah. was. At their best, with the with the shooting ability that they have, and then your veteran guards that you've got and the emergence of Anthony Robinson, I think the ceiling of this team is still NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. still could be a 7, 8, 9, 10 seed. It's going to take a lot more work than it than it did previously. But again, Gates did say the benefit of having the schedule and the difference between this year and last at this point last season, all the statistics were great. You were undefeated. You were beating teams by 15 to 20. But you didn't really know who you were until you played yeah. Kansas. And then you figured out, we still got a long ways to go. Mizzou already knows it's got a long ways to go mm-hmm. at this point. Now it's about what are the steps to getting yeah. those. And he purposely, is what he said, he scheduled these opponents because he wanted to schedule to where they where teams were playing Mizzou's weaknesses. Their mm-hmm. strengths were Mizzou's weaknesses. And that's kind of what he's done with the schedule they've put together so far. So that's why, in a way, you can say, which is really no excuse why Missouri's been struggling type of these games. He, he wants to go through adversity now than what they had to later in the season last year after they opened up, what, 9-0. and So it's kind of a, it could be a good thing for you, but we won't really see that until this next upcoming month. Because, again, I mean, one could argue last season, you look at it, I mean, sure, there was the great one over Illinois, whatever, but I, that team didn't hit its stride until midway through SEC play. You still had those performances against A&M in Florida that yeah. really were rough. Um, so again, maybe this team hits their stride earlier on. Maybe it's later on. Who knows? Every team is different. That's something we've certainly learned this season. But that'll wrap it up for this episode. We'll be back next Sunday, post Wichita State game at Mizzou Arena uh, for another episode. But for Jaden Parker, that's it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into Rock M Radio, a proud partner of Fans First Sports Network. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more, just like it beamed directly into your personal device. Just click the subscribe button below uh, and you can find this podcast through the Apple podcast app or for iPhone or the Google podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, We are also available on Spotify. Just search for Rock M Radio. Uh, And if you like other sports, Fans First Sports Network uh, is a podcast network that has uh, coverage of all other teams, Major League Baseball, uh, MLS, uh, NFL, Whatever you want uh, to listen and and read about, it is a great, great network full of really fantastic podcasts. So look them up and subscribe uh, to any and all of those podcasts. Uh, Rock M Radio will be back with more episodes coming soon. Thanks.